In a world where the Marks think they know better than the wrestlers and the bookers, the Fantasy Booking Institute exists to pretty much do exactly that. This is a visit from the FBI. This is Dan the Dad, and you should listen to Raw and Order, or uh, you're grounded. Thank you for that lovely introduction, Dan the Dad. Uh, welcome to another visit from the FBI, your weekly dose of pro wrestling fantasy booking. I am your host, Detective Mark Smarts, and I am joined, as always, by my partner in crime fighting, District Attorney Vincent K. Fabe. What's going on, man? Missed him. Oh, them wily mosquitoes. Got him. That is a part of my ceiling decoration. Ah. Yeah. Ske- Skeeters know uh, that if they get up to the ceiling in my house, I'm never going to get them. Because yeah, A, I'm, I'm short, and B, I got a tall ceiling. So. Uh, my basement doesn't have a tall ceiling. It's like probably seven foot. Yeah. But um, how you doing? I mean, I know you're not feeling the bestest because uh, you were. Because I look like Rudolph? Yeah. Uh, we are broadcasting from not our normal day or a day delayed because yesterday there was uh, some illness and there was uh, people who couldn't make it. And and so we just decided to, uh, it was best to delay by one day. So yeah, one day, uh, one, one day, day. Yeah. we're not going to, we're not going to, we're not going to go on you. We're not going to cancel like ring of honor. Ooh, that hurt. That hurt Ooh, as soon as I said it. I'm sorry. Oh, that's so. Uh, so, so that's too we'll, soon. We'll, yeah, too soon. Where we'll we'll actually talk about that a bit here. We're gonna get into our regular show um, in a bit, but let's talk a little bit because that was the big news that came out today, and uh, I feel like it's something we should talk about before we get before it gets old news and we get to it on you know Sunday's WBU, but. News came out today, uh, a press release from Ring of Honor that um, they are, uh, at the end of this year, suspending all operations. Uh, all talent will be released after their uh, uh, December pay-per-view, and um, they will be reevaluating their um, future at that point. Uh, reports have it that backstage... Um, there was a, a lot of fighting with Sinclair and Sinclair just wanted to flat out fully cancel it. And this was the, the best that they could get Sinclair to, to do was, was commit to investigating, reimagining it. Um, but I, I gotta be honest right now. I, I feel like we've probably seen the end of Ring of Honor, right? Yeah. Um, um Especially since if let, let's just say come April, they've reevaluated, they've come up with a new reimagined future for Ring of Honor, they're back to square one with staffing. You know, they, I, I, I would like to see uh, if ROH were to partner with AEW or something. You know, I think AEW Dark is ideal for the Sinclair spot. Yeah. Um, I mean, literally, you, you make AEW Dark a one and a half hour show that's on at eleven thirty mm-hmm. or eleven o'clock Central Standard Time, um, and and 
you know, which makes it 1230 or 12 o'clock Eastern and mm-hmm. what is that, 9 o'clock Pacific? I mean, something like that. I, you know, I mean, fits, in the it end, it actually fits that niche. Yeah. In, in the end, some of it comes down to is is this Sinclair just saying we want out of the wrestling business or is this Sinclair saying we want uh, expenses to be less in the wrestling business? Because here's the deal. Um, Ring of Honor probably got hit the hardest by COVID, frankly. Yeah. Because uh, they were the smaller of the three big companies um, and they went without fans the longest. Um, and of the four without, big companies, four. Yeah, four. I, yeah, I wasn't including WWE in this conversation oh. because they're a different beats altogether. But anyways, we'll say four. That's fine. But the smallest of the four. Uh, but they also went the longest without having fans in the crowd. Correct. Um, and so here's the exact statement that they released. That, Throughout the pandemic, our top priority was to keep everyone healthy and safe. And despite not producing any live events for over 18 months, we were able to keep everyone fully contracted. We now find ourselves at a time where we will need to make changes to our business operations and are planning a pivot for Ring of Honor with a new mission and strategy. The year will culminate with Final Battle in December and we'll be taking the first quarter of 2022 to work internally to reimagine Ring of Honor. Ring of Honor has the most dedicated fans in the industry, and we appreciate their loyalty and patience as we reconceptualize our Ring of Honor. We anticipate returning to live events in April for the Supercard of Honor with a new fan-focused product and provide a unique experience for wrestling fans. <clears throat> now, again, that sounds relatively positive. We anticipate coming back in April. We have uh, all this stuff. But again, if they... If they have let all of their all of their wrestlers go, which they announced they're doing, all of their wrestlers' uh, contracts will be released. ended, uh, released on December at the end of that uh, final batter, battle. Right? They'll be free to go. They're already free to start booking elsewhere, but uh, they'll be free to go wherever after that. So let's say they reconceptualize. That means before April for Supercard, they suddenly have to restaff their entire division, right? Um, and that's going to be hard, you know. I mean, let's be honest. A large portion of the, the people are going to have jobs elsewhere, right? Um, whether that's GCW, CZW, um you know, uh, Impact, AEW, some of them maybe even in WWE, who knows? Um, and so getting them all back to 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 Ring of Honor in April is going to be really tough. Um, here's the, the thing that I uh, want to point out. Someone else pointed out online, and, and um, I have to... Uh, dude, but this is uh, a special announcement uh, that goes back to uh, I want to say 2001. Okay, um, effective Tuesday, March 20, 27th, WCW programming will begin a period of hiatus. During this hiatus, WCW will review its programming plans and determine its course of future WCW branded entertainment events. More information will be posted as it's made available. 
While you're waiting for the return of WCW, be sure to check out the Superstation's other action-packed offerings, blah, 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 blah. Eerily similar wording. Um, very. very. To, and we know WCW was back in, in full force. Yeah. Wait. Fucking Vince. And that's the deal. So... Um, I I would be surprised if at least some of this next four months, five months from Ring of Honor is not them uh, researching uh, the potential sale of their library. Um, if if I were AEW, purchasing the Ring of Honor back back catalog and library would be something high on my priority list if I had a, had the money oh, to absolutely. Um, Absolutely. instantly, instantly back up Good that, library. that catalog, uh, library, uh, for whatever the streaming service is that you end up on. Yeah. Um, if I were impact, I'd be reaching into the pocketbooks to see if I could do it. If, if I were NWA or, you know, um, the problem is we know most I mean likely. How do you feel if you're EC3 or the Canela side? Yeah. Well, that's the deal. So as of right now, you know, I I could go down the whole roster. They had a, a relatively large roster. Yes, um, but EC3, who got let go from WWE, is trying to kind of forge his own path, but is also contracted to Ring of Honor. Suddenly no longer is going to have a contract. Uh, like you... Uh, uh, mentioned uh, Maria Canellis and Mike Bennett. Yeah. Uh, who Maria Canellis actually had a backstage role. She also um, was a member of the Ring of Honor board of directors. So she might, if they keep the board of directors around, continue that job. But I could imagine that that job is out the door too. Um. But I mean, you've got there's a ton of wrestlers on here that I just look and I go, man, I I would love to see a lot of these wrestlers in in AEW. I'd love to see a lot of them in Impact. But the problem is, just like when WWE flooded the market with their releases, this is this is going to be tough for some of these people because you know there's probably thirty wrestlers on the men's roster alone, and then another. 15 women um and there's just not right now on the big three room for necessarily all of them to get picked up right now i'm gonna i'm gonna just go on record if if they're gonna if they're gonna sell this this uh if they're gonna sell this library it makes the most sense that mm. it goes to uh goes to AEWs. It makes the most sense for most reasons because of, because of the alumni, just their mm -hmm. alumni section alone. Yes. Yeah. Um, the the problem is 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 this something where big old VKM comes in with with his pocketbooks and and because here's the deal: in the grand scheme of things, did WWE kill Ring of Honor? I I don't think so. No. No, COVID, um, killed, COVID killed him. Uh, you could argue that AEW at least played a role in it. And there's, there's a lot of reasons that that argument could make sense. But in the end, it was COVID, right? 
But yeah. Vince can say, I also killed Ring of Honor in his mind. And just like he did with WCW, buy, buy their assets, stick them up there. You know, so now there's a, a, a WWE, a WCW, an ECW, and now a Ring of Honor section on the on the network page. And... Wow, Kenny King's still wrestling. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah. Now, like, if I were to say, let's say five dream and, and you know, taking this from 40-some wrestlers down to five is, is definitely tough to do. But I'd say, Jonathan, if I were to say five dream wrestlers for AEW, Jonathan Gresham is probably number one. Dan Housen is number two. Um, he's he's hilarious, but he's I don't know. He he's a scrub. But he, here's the deal: is he he's got the Orange Cassidy potential. I think he, he's just a scrawny little fuck. Um, uh, Flip Gordon probably number three. Really? Uh, Flip Gordon has a lot of upside, but he's a lot of upside in the uh, not going to WWE side. You know. Because he's he's a smaller guy. WWE's not going to have anything to do with him. Um, I've always been a big fan of PJ Black, even uh, his time in in um, uh, Lucha Underground. Uh, he had a sprint in WWE for a while, so I'd probably go with him as number four. Um. And then, geez, I don't know. Bandito, Dragon Lee. Geez, there's just so many. Yeah, I'm astonished you're not saying the Briscoes. Because in a heartbeat, I'd take the Briscoes. Oh, the Briscoes would be high on it, but they're the GCW tag team champions. So I think they're going to just kind of hang out in GCW for a while. Um, But here's the deal that's just in the men's roster. You know, looking over the women's roster, like, I I would take Session Moth Martina to AEW in a heartbeat, and I know some people would probably fight on that. Uh, I think she is hilarious and very good in the ring. Um, uh, Miranda Alize, uh, I I feel so bad uh, with this because she was one of the wrestlers that wrestled on AEW Dark for a large portion of the uh, pandemic, and just recently signed with ring of honor um and so she within months the highest of highs got signed to a pro wrestling promotion bam now you're out uh but i think she's got upside trisha dora is fantastic uh of course we know angelina love and mandy leone roxy is their current champion and she's fantastic so how much but does, yeah does, uh this JLB freak out for PCO. I don't know. I, I literally don't know. Uh, PCO is actually one of the few uh, names on this list that kind of. Um, <laughs> well, no, kind, kind of lucks out because he actually had already re- uh, uh, gotten his release from Ring of Honor. He negotiated right. his release. He announced it like a week ago or two weeks ago. That he negotiated his release from Ring of Honor so that he could go wrestle elsewhere. So, I mean, he was set up already from the beginning, you know. 
thought. Fuck, I forgot about Rouge. Shit. Um, needless to say, this is going to uh, definitely impact our um, our game at the end of the the show. The AEW Impact or Ring of Honor. In fact, I think for this episode, I'm going to just say we're not going to do it because uh, I, I'm going to have kind of insulting. I mean, yeah, it'd be insulting to do it just now. We can anyway. say Zello Pro instead, maybe Zello Pro or GCW. GCW. Or, or, or... But but in the it's end, hard like, to watch. <laughs> yeah, right. For now, just as a as a program note, we're just not going to do it today. We'll decide what we're going to do if we're going to continue to do that with another promotion. I think GCW is a good good substitute. It could be or CZW. Mm-hmm. But part. um, anyways, uh, but so that's the big news today. Uh, Ring of Honor suspending all operations at the end of the year and. Um, it sucks, and if you're a Ring of Honor fan, um, what I don't know is, you know, they've got their monthly subscription Honor Club for their catalog. <clears throat> I, I are are they realizing that most of the people who subscribe to that are probably going to cancel in January? Because why continue to pay for something if there's no new content being added? Yeah, you know, I mean it's. 10 bucks a month or 20 bucks a month. I want to say it's like 14.95, but I don't know. Anyways, but I mean if I if we had one for this show, I'd be saying no use keeping it around. I mean unless we're going to start doing like old match reviews or something. Um so anyways. <clears throat> but to get to what this show is really about, this is our fantasy booking show. This is not our new show. We talk about that on Sunday nights, but I figured this one needed to be talked about now. So uh, the rules of the fantasy booking show are simple if you're new here. Uh, Thank you. Uh, We're going to take turns challenging the other to book some unknown and often unlikely scenario in the world of professional wrestling. We don't discuss them in advance, so the answers are made up on the spot uh, because we think that's funnier. Um. Just uh, also programming note, no JLB tonight because he's too busy filming or recording a podcast for his own channel and can't join us. Or, um, what was that? I didn't say anything. But um, also programming note, for the first time, um, we're also streaming to uh, Twitter. Yeah. You can follow us on Facebook or on YouTube or on Twitter. Uh, and watch the live stream any of those places. Um, I do know that the Twitter live stream has a significant delay versus the uh, YouTube, I think. I mean, I want to say Twitter's about 30 seconds behind. Ooh, I feel like I, I, feel like I should have made a template for what I wanted to do. Sorry. <laughs> it is okay. But um, before we get into the fantasy booking, though, I take this time to first invite you to like, share, and subscribe. Make sure to uh, check all of the links in the doobly-doos um, to uh, uh, where to follow us, where to subscribe to us, all of that stuff. YouTube, Facebook, any of the social medias, all of that stuff. All of the links are in the doobly-doos. It also has the link to uh, uh, the network that we're a part of, which is Tatnus Co. Podcast Network. <clears throat> in yeah. the doobly-doo. Tatnusco.com. You can see the other shows on the network. You can learn all about Tatnus. 
all of that yeah, stuff. He's got uh, an interesting story. He's got an he interesting does. story, and apparently, he's um, filming a movie here soon. I don't know if it started filming yet or not, but it's gonna be interesting. Yeah, yeah. I think it's. Um, I don't know the exact plot to it. I, I but I think it's kind of loosely based on his his story. Um, so yeah, <clears throat> cool things there, but we'll go ahead and get into the fantasy booking. I always open up the floor to see if my co-host wants to go first or well, if they I, rather mean, I go as first. As soon as I saw the news today, I wanted to do something that was more AEW oriented or was more ROH oriented anyways. I think <clears throat> both of us were probably headed this way. I was going to just re-roster him. I was okay. going to go through the entire roster with you and, and, uh, um, if if we had the time, if we don't have the time, then then we take our take mm-hmm. five of each to each. But um, if that was that your plan, or what was your um, plan? I, mean, I got to be honest, I d- I debated on this. Um, I the reason I I had chose not to do this exact sort of thing uh, was originally thinking JLB was going to be here because I know JLB doesn't know. Uh, a lot of the Ring of Honor wrestlers. Well, it would be. It makes this of, work out perfect for the two of us. In, so in fairness, there are still a few of them that I don't know very well. Yeah, but I mean, we can just go through and say, mm-hmm. "Hey, this this person um, looks like they fit well here. They fit well here. They fit." Yeah. And just so, run through the the lost roster in its alphabetical order as it sits on ROH's website. On ROH's website, can add their Wikipedia page open. But I'll go to the Ring of Honor's so, website. The first one being Adam Rose, or I'm whoa, not Adam Rose. Why did that do that? Go back. Adam Brooks somehow clicked me over to Amy Rose. That's weird. So Adam Brooks weighing in at 176 pounds, height 5'11, native of Australia. Hasn't really done much with ROH because, again, COVID. Yeah. He was signed in 2019. Do, do, do. Um, it's got a decent enough look. Um, how old is he? Do, do, do. He, he debuted in 2010, so he's got nine years of active wrestling. Nine years of active. 11 years of total wrestling. I'm sure he's been working on it while he's been down. So, Adam Brooks, I'm going to head over to Wikipedia just to see. Um... Born in 91, so that would put him 30. 29, yeah, 29, 30. Yeah. 29, 30. Um, the only reason I, I wanted to look that up is, uh, frankly, he's got a good look. I don't know. I knocked my microphone down. I don't know a ton about his um, skill set, but he's got, he's got a unique enough look that I could see him uh, going to a WWE. Uh, but at 30 years old and an indie wrestler, I kind of worry that that's not going to be the place for him. So I am going to say NWA. That's a good move. Yeah, I'll go with that. I'll, I'll go with that. I, I, I saw him more as the pretty boy um, type to me in GCW. But, um, I just but think I, as... As the pretty boy, I don't think GC Dub's gonna. No, that means that they they would rip him to shreds. I mean, but we've seen Moxley, or we've seen um, some pretty boys uh, in in ECW. So, you know, 
those are my thoughts. Um, Amy Rose um, does a lot of really good heel work. Uh, you know, as a as a nasty faction set up, I I uh, I don't know, I kind of like her. This is gonna sound stupid. It's gonna sound like I'm I'm condemning her. Maybe I'm helping her have a great career. I kind of like her as a female Paul Heyman. We've talked how we wanted a female ringleader that has that has an entire faction that she just brings through, and not a faction of females, a female leader of a faction of all all areas. I just I just want to take the time to point out that I've got a bottle of Life Water that I stuck a bunch of like Mio energy into and totally ruined the healthiness of it. Oh. And that's why you're drinking black water. Yeah, it's it's actually really, really dark purple. You just can't see it because of all the... Have you seen that charcoal water? Yeah. yeah. Black water. I think yeah. they literally call it black water. Um, I just... That's where I... I yeah, she's, she's done some really good humor. She's she's one I don't know well enough to to really know. Um, I don't know. WWE sicker down in NXT and yeah, that's and that's where I would go was NXT. Let let her go to Toxic Attraction. No, no, no! I haven't lead a male group. Mostly male group. Yeah. Um, I I do have to say, um, I feel embarrassed that it took me this long to realize that Toxic Attraction's initials are TA, TNA. <laughs> um, and uh, that as soon as I realized that, I was like, that's totally why Vince did it. Probably. Probably. Uh, yeah. Anyways, right. mo- moving one. on. Former leader of the beautiful people, Angela Love. I I am going to to uh, just say, it, to me, it makes most sense. Sender to Impact, join up with Madison the other Rain. Madison yeah. Rain. You know, this guy. Love's yeah. guy. Ange- Angela. I, I mean, the bottom line is she has a career that is much like Charlotte's, only a lot longer time. And has been successful the entire time. Um, the only the only career that rivals this that one is probably Mickey James that's currently wrestling. Uh-huh. So, uh, Bandito, uh, in my opinion, this is A-Dubs all the way. Yes, no doubt, A-Dubs. So just yeah, like I mean, literally, I he he's one of the names of their roster that if I was AEW, I'd sign. Today, yeah, I'd be I'd be calling right now and saying, yeah, absolutely. absolutely. I mean, I know he's currently there, the Ring of Honor champion, um, but just say, listen, when can you be here? <laughs> um, and and you can bring him in, um, and you could pair him with with uh, the Lucha Brothers, turn Death Triangle into a Death Quadrangle. That's called a square or a rectangle or I went to Carney Public Schools. You go parallelogram or, or quadrilateral. Oh, only if they're parallel. Yeah, that's why I said quadrilateral. 
Because uh-huh. it could be a trapezoid. That's I prefer death quadrangle. Okay. Um <laughs> Death Pentagon. Penta's Death Pentagon. There's a well, I can't remember what movie it's from. There's no no love triangle here, just a regular old bi angle. Anyways, uh, yeah, moving forward. Yeah. Moving forward. Brody King. Brody King. Uh, no, Bateman. This is Bateman. Oh, excuse me. Yeah, yeah. I skipped that. Bateman. Um, in a, in a traditional set, I would probably send him to ROH. Um, he's uh, he he looks like a GC Dub guy. Yeah, I was gonna say CZ Dub, but yeah, that works. Effectively, they're the same. I mean, yeah. we can. CZW's a little more violent, so uh, yeah, it's it's just a little bit more backyardy. Like yeah, GCW at least pretends to be a wrestling thing, whereas CZW is like, um, we'll have him jump off buildings. <laughs> Beer City Bruiser. Um, I'm gonna go to Zella Pro with him. I don't know. I, I was never huge. On him, uh, I, I'll I'll agree with you in this respect. And, and just pure um, indie. I'm gonna go pure yeah, indie. With him, indie. That's what I was gonna say. I, I don't. Think I don't need him in my indie. He can be yeah. in anything. That's kind of the same thing with me. Is I was like, yeah, let's let him go indie. I just. In fact, wherever. if I'm gonna send him indie, I, I I won't send him to Zelda. I'll actually send him down to Texas, to the indie circuit in Texas. But, so, uh, Brawler Milanus. I'm yeah. also going to go the same place. Yeah, Andy. I like again. He's another one that I don't have a ton of um, knowledge of, but Andy's let him to go there. Yeah, Brian Johnson. I'm going to actually click in on this one because I don't have much information here. The Mecca Brian Johnson may be relatively new to ROH, but the cocky competitor has been wrestling on the independent circuit for 13 years. Got some 13 years of style. He's six foot, weighs 200 pounds. Impact Shit, I'm going to say Dark Order. Really? Yeah. You think Impact? I was going to say X Division Dark Order. Uh, uh, Impact X Division? Okay. Yeah. I think I think the the X Division could use a little bit more, more like just volume. Sass. Okay, volume. Just volume. I think they just need some more people in it. Uh, not that they don't have people in it, but just you know, I, for lack of a better term, he's going to be the the uh, enhancement talent of the X division for a bit. Not saying he doesn't have experience. I just don't know him well enough, so he's going to have to go in there and prove himself to me. But. Brody King, six foot uh, five, two hundred eighty-five pounds. Brody King. <laughs> well, yeah, he is actually currently uh, the uh, um, PWG tag champion with Malachi Black. Oh, so you can easily land in the AEWs. So, so I think AEW uh, have him have him in the faction with Malachi Black, House of Black. I think that's fairly easy. I'm a okay with that. Yeah. Dak okay. Draper. Don't know. Dude's got the about. look, though, man. He, Holy cow. He's he's got the WWE look. 
Uh, yeah, he's going straight to NXT. He's yeah. built for it. He's got the look. He's got, I mean, he's got um, uh, Nick Aldis' smile. Like his mm-hmm. face, he's a chubby Nick Aldis in the face. So, and he's yeah. got the cut. Yeah, he's totally straight to NXT. Mm-hmm. Um, Dalton Castle. This guy is entertaining. He flies all over the place. Mm-hmm. He's tall. He's got a, a, a style, a panache to him. Mm-hmm. Um, this is one of them that lands in the same category as, as uh, um, oh, the, the ROH champion. My gosh, why can't I remember his name? Bandito. Bandito. He lands in the Bandito and Angelino left category that we've already talked about. Can go anywhere he wants to. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, AEW's roster is really heavy right now. But I think there's room for a Dalton Castle. Yeah, he he would be high on my list for AEW. But like you say, is AEW? I he if, needs room to shine too, though. If so, if, Impact if, is really solid for him. Yeah. If I were, yeah, Impact would be fine. And here's the deal: the big thing is he needs to have the boys with him. I don't know if you you ever watched any of him with the boys come out. Him and the boys, uh, it was always awesome. So I need the boys back. Um, I don't think they've had the boys with them for a while in Ring of Honor, but um, I I would put him in AEW, but he could easily go to to Impact. Um, I think he gets more more t- TV time in Impact. Yeah, uh, and and that brings up the one thing I think if if I were Tony Khan right now, um, I'd be seriously talking to TNT or Turner just in general, Turner. About seeing if if there's a way we can get some more TV time. Yeah, because yeah, because you could pick up every one of these guys. You could pick up a lot of lot of very talented wrestlers with a fan base, um, as long as you had TV time for them. Uh, but right now the roster is pretty full, and they don't have a ton of extra TV time. And so even if they expand, like I know, I know we've all spouted the love of the one hour. Rampage, um, but uh, turning it to a two-hour rampage. Just don't give us a three-hour show. That's all. Yeah, I, I, well, I would prefer not a three-hour show yet. I, I would be fine if you build up to it. But here's the deal: once you have a three-hour show, you have to justify a three-hour show. Yes, and that's where that's where WWE is failing. Is they've got a three-hour show that doesn't justify being three hours. Correct. So. I feel like this is the first one we're going to differ on. Danhausen. AEW. Heartbeat. I, 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 I want him in AEW. I've wanted him in AEW for a year. I would say he's hella entertaining. Incredibly mm-hmm. entertaining. I just don't know that he's AEW. I think that AEW takes things a little more seriously than that. And so... Um, I, I mean, feel like I feel like it, who he is just screams indie wrestling and, and just be the draw. He's he's Colt Cabana before Colt Cabana signed with it or or with AEW. Dubs. All the more reason he should sign with AEW. Um, now now here's the deal. Uh, I I want to point out. Uh, we just tonight had a wrestling match that featured. Uh, Kratos, um, a cowboy, um, a, a sexy Bambi, a 
and I can't remember who was the other one. Bastards. Um, fighting against the Ghostbusters, uh, complete with the Stay Puff Marshmallow Man. Um, the the big complaint people have had against AEW is that they didn't take wrestling seriously enough. Um, and I think that uh, Danhausen actually, yes, he's got a he's got a goofy gimmick, but in the ring, he backs it up as a wrestler. And yes, he's got funny stuff that he can do and all this stuff, and he does something. But that's why here's here's the thing with Danhausen: for at least the time being, you sign him to AEW, but he is your AEW dark draw. All right, I'll give it to you for AEW you, dark. You basically allow him to run AEW dark, right? So like this is your show, manager of AEW. I I don't even necessarily say give him a thing, but just say listen. AW Dark or Dark Elevation, you choose one of them. Say that's going to be your show. You're going to have a match on every episode or something. Have a segment on every episode. You're going to get to do your stuff. You know, relocate down to Florida where we're filming in Orlando Studios most of the time. Do that. So, but that's me. I, I like. I'm a. I'm a. I'm a Dan Housen fan. I'm a fan Housen. You're a fan Housen. Yes. Um, the next one, I think we will be solidly on the, uh, the same point here, um, is Delirious, and I have him in Impact, um, in the X Division. Yeah. Um, I just, I think, I think, in fact, there's a, there's a, uh, faction that once existed in WWE that has a guy that would be great with, alongside Delirious. Um, and Eric, uh, gosh dang it, little tiny guy stacked, leader of sanity. Yeah. I've, um, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. I've anyway, totally. I think those two tagging together in that, in that division would be great. Dragon Lee. Um, um here's the thing with Dragon Lee. He's going small, if he goes any place, he probably goes to AW, if only because in uh uh AAA, I believe, he is um part of a faction with un with Andrade. Um, or at least was. Uh in fact, there was a lot of rumors that Dragon Lee was gonna be one of the the masked men that Andrade brought in. To face off with uh, the Lucha Bros okay. for the Triple H, so I think Dragon Lee uh, definitely goes to AEWs, and, and he, I mean, small guys can work in AEW. Uh-huh. Dutch, well, this is their this is their good big man. This is the guy who is actually relatively good in the ring. Um, I don't know how, what your feelings are on Dutch, but I think Dutch hands down. Lands in, in uh, NXT. Yeah, I can see it. I don't know as much about him, so I'm not gonna. EC3. This is a tough one. I I, I honestly don't think uh, I don't think uh, AEW has room for him to shine the way he can shine. Um, and so I haven't gone back to Impact. 
See, and I think I think AEW totally could have him shine. Uh, in fact, I think he's kind of the perfect to join AEW uh, for this reason. He's he's a big guy, but he's not a big guy. Uh, but they've got Wardlow, who's going to be out from under MJF relatively soon. I feel they're really, really yeah. hitting this whole I division. Love the, I love the you. you this is your accountability buddy. Accountability buddy. <laughs> um, and uh, I think I mean they're very obviously really kind of hinting at him going off on his own. But look at the AEW roster and who who do they have to fight? Wardlow, Lance Archer. Yeah. Um, uh, Jake I mean, Hager. Cody and Hager. Yeah, I mean Cody's but, not big, but Cody's not big. I, if, yeah, he can fight some of the established stars, you know, and everything. But in terms of like overall feuding, he's he towers over most of the people, and that's the yeah. reason he brought in is because he's a big guy and everything. But I think EC3 is the perfect foil for that. In fact, EC3 is is in many ways a really good foil for MJF. That's a good point. EC3 can come in and be like, listen. He's a bigger, stronger MJF with with the same, who's been that character. Yeah. He hasn't hasn't quite been as brash. But yeah, he literally can come in and be like, listen, Max, Max, listen, I've been you. I've been you. I've come out here and talked about how I got all the money and how I'm so good and all of this stuff. And, you know, I, I was you. And I went to to companies, and I was signed as the their golden boy, and then I was let go. You could be too. You could be too. Because you got to back it up. Anyways, so yeah, that's not bad. Uh, Eli is some. I think he's one of the boys, so I put him uh, with Dalton Castle. Wherever he goes. Wherever Dalton Castle goes. <laughs> yeah. Fair enough. Flamita. Um trying to remember if Flamita was the other I think Flamita was the other um uh mass wrestler rumored to be with um Andrade, so I guess. Yeah, he wrestled the Dragon Great and Crash Cruiserweight and mm-hmm. yeah. So. Progress tag champions with Bandito. So, um, what I feel like you've been waiting for, Flip Gordon. Book Flip. AW. <laughs> We're done. No need to talk about it. Um, the Briscoes, I think we may have a dispute on this. Um, I think the, the, the AEW tag division could only get better with the, both the Briscoes. I, I love the Briscoes. I just think, frankly, I think they're. GCW crew. I think, I think they can be on both. I really do. I think they're that good. I I think I think they could be on both. I don't think they're going that's, to. They don't bring... So that's the one thing AEW doesn't bring a hardcore edge to is the tag division very often. Now, they do have hard-hitting and crazy-ass matches. I, but they don't do dark matches in the tag division. I think that's, uh, yeah. that's the Briscoes... 
I I think the uh, the one com- the one thing that people don't complain about AEW for is their tag division, and uh, <laughs> fair enough. Fair and enough. the and the Briscoes can elevate the GCW tag division very easily. So, um, I'm gonna speed run to Jay Lethal goes to Impact. So. Uh, well, okay, I was I was actually gonna go uh, Jay Lethal to retirement. Wow. Hey, he'll go back to Impact. May, maybe bring bring back the Black Machismo one last run and whatever. But that's uh, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, Jenny Rose. I don't know anything about Jenny Rose. I don't either. <laughs> so, so let's go look her up. Yeah, uh, it's a, um, NWA's women division. Uh, perfect. Yeah. yeah. Um. She's been around the globe, unique style, elements, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, we haven't seen anything from her. So I'll go to, I'll, I'll take that NWA women's or enhancement talent for AEW's women's division. Yeah. But, Joe Hendry. Joe Hendry's music. Play Joe Hendry's music. Play <laughs> Joe Hendry's music. And Joseph Connors. Uh, in fact, <laughs> I love Joe Hendry. I'd love to see him on. AEW, uh, but I do just think... for the theme song, man. Just... Yeah, but I, I, I think, uh, I think he's probably impact bound. Hands down, um, if you buy the ROH product line, this is even more so uh, where this guy goes. Uh, if you buy their product line, then you have the pure championship in AEW. Uh, if you don't, you still get Jonathan Gresham. Yeah, either way, you get. Uh, I want to point out that. They obviously have not bothered to update that photo of Jonathan Gresham. No, no, because he's, he's, he looks a little SAWFT there. Yeah. Um, he, <laughs> Compared to what we've seen. He's like two of those now, just all muscle. <laughs> so. just. But yeah, eight ups. Yeah, eight ups. No, no, it's but it's Josh Woods. Um, GCW. I'll give it to you. Come on, CZW. Sure. Kellyanne. Got some talent, some ability. She's been wrestling since she was 13. I would I would give AEW Dark a try for her. I don't know enough about her, but she's got at least a unique enough look. Yeah. That. Well, she's been wrestling for a long time. Kenny King. Kenny King, I was I was ecstatic when I saw that he's still wrestling. Um, I didn't know that he was in ROH. Um, mm-hmm. Anywhere he wants to go because he's a legend in my opinion. Um, but uh, I guess AEW. Yeah, I'm okay with that. I guess. I mean, I, I think he could also elevate an NWA, you know? Here's oh, the deal. I mean, he's enough of a legend. He can he can elevate any problem. Frankly, if I was Billy Corgan right now, I'd be looking at you know can can we afford to pick up a bunch of these people to elevate NWA? Yeah, you know. Yeah. That's um, fair. and and he's someone that could could help elevate NWA. Um, I, I don't know anything about LSG. I don't either. Um, here, let's see what size he is, just to see whether he should go to NXT or if he can. Six foot, two hundred pounds. He's going to NXT. He okay. Looks like an NXT guy. Yeah. 
makes them about 30. Um, Mandy Leone, this one I know you have an opinion on. Impact. Really? Yeah. God dang. I was I was flat out sending her to AEW for a no. very fire division. This I, one's tough for me. So I'm, I'm not as sold on Mandy Leone. She's just never been my thing. So. I think she's entertaining. That's all right. That's all right. The uh, Canal side Bennett family. Yeah, uh, it's tough. We'll, we'll just join them together because here's the deal. There's they're probably they're going, going the same together. place. Yeah, yeah, wherever. So we'll, we'll I, do them together. Um, I'm going to say that this is of an impact. Very, very likely could. He, here's my thing. I think Mike Bennett has the talent to be in AEW. Um, and this is going to sound mean when I say it, but I think Maria Canellis holds him back as a whole. Um, not because she's bad. In many women's divisions, she she can elevate the division, and she she's obviously very good backstage. If they if they gave her a spot on the board of directors, right? But them being a package deal. I, I think kind of holds him back, really, and I think he's got he's got all the potential in the world, but she has a limited potential, and I think that I'm gonna I'm gonna compare them to Cody and Brandy Rhodes. Yeah, she has she has more. Um, she's got more. Brandy skill. has more brand backstage appeal in terms of her her business savvy. Mm-hmm. Um, Maria has more backstage appeal in terms of a, uh, as, as an interviewer. She's done mm-hmm. that and done it well before. So, mm-hmm. so um, I think there's something to but, be said for that. But I, I think we already have a Cody Rhodes and a Brandy in AEW. Yeah. So again, um, I say impact. Yeah, probably impact. I think if they were, if they weren't a package deal, I would say uh, Mike to AEW and Maria to Impact, but. They're gonna try to go together wherever. Yeah. Speaking uh, of Maria's, Maria Manic. Yeah. She's one that I would give a, a shot on on AEW's women. Yeah. So would I. So would I. And in fact, any she's one that deserves a shot in any of the big three. So she can go to AEW. She can go to Impact. She can go to, to NXT if she wants. Um, I think she's got a path at any one of those. So. Um, of course, we already talked about the Briscoes. Um, you know, are, who's going to tell them they can't come there? That's the real question. <laughs> not you, right? Not me, no. Okay, so I think we can move past the Briscoes. They can go wherever the fuck they want. Uh, Mark Haskins. GC Dub. Also relation to Carol Baskins. That bitch, that Carol, bitch Baskins. Carol Baskins. Uh, Matt Taven, uh, very entertaining wrestler. Um, yeah, you think so? Huh? I was going to impact, but okay. I, I think I think he is fr- frankly, I think uh Ring of Honor has held him back. He's That's been one of their top stars in Ring of Honor, and I think any other place he would be one of their top stars, but the yeah. fact that a lot of people don't see him there. Yeah, he's uh, very talented. Very, very, very talented. Um, kind of a young Kenny Omega. Mm-hmm. 
terms of his talent and charisma and showmanship. And uh, Max the Impaler. Impact. Probably Impact. Maybe NXT, but Vince doesn't like Vince doesn't like uh, powerhouse women unless they're you know Nia Jax. Yeah, I I I will take one moment to correct you. Uh, she they identify as non-binary. So I'm so sorry. She's in the women's division. She they is. She is yes, that's that's why man, this is gonna get <laughs> so much trouble. Both of us here. They are in the women's division. I That's apologize I if I misgendered she... them. Yes. Um, uh, but they are are in the women's division, listed on the official Ring of Honor roster yes. in the women's division. However, I do know that they identify as non-binary. Non-binary. So, so anyway, J is he, is she a, is is they a J or G? I honestly or... don't know. I didn't. Okay. I. Didn't go so far as to see what okay. uh, their pronouns are officially. I'm, okay. I'm okay. hopefully playing it safe with they them. But well, anyway, um, uh, we already did Mike. Not, not trying to cause. I wasn't trying to cause an issue. No. Just you know, women's division. Yeah. So that's where I, again, they are listed in the women's division. So, so. that's where we are yep. putting them. Yep, Miranda Elise. Uh, Miranda Alizé had, has Alizé, done uh, some tryouts with AEW. She was pretty decent on on, on AEW Dark. Um, obviously, AEW uh, did not, for whatever reason, choose to offer her a full time contract. Uh, so, and it could be because she already had a full time. It could be that she already had not. Well, it could be that they offered her one, but it wasn't as good as the Ring of Honor one for yeah. whatever reason. Um, but I, I'm going to say she, I, I'm going to say, I think she probably just needs some more time. And so impact. impact, maybe NWA's women's division. Okay. I'll give it to you. Moses. I am not familiar with Moses. Don't know anything about Moses. So let's look him up. He's six foot one, 300 pounds. Um, he rocks some dreads. Uh, build, I'll say he goes to impact. I'm done with that. Um, PCO Canadian Championship Wrestling. Go back home. Uh, retirement. <laughs> I, dude, 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 you are like 80, isn't he? Um, he's, he's not that old, but he's not much not younger. Young. I mean, in the grand. His debut was 92, I think. Grand, grand scheme of things for. 87. Uh, For give me one second, because I'm going to pull him up. But in the grand scheme of things for for wrestlers, he is up there. Uh, was he a Quebecer? If I remember right, or was he the Mountie? Is one of the two in WWF? Um, he was part of the Quebecers. He was a Quebecer, okay. Um, and then he was Jean Pierre Lafitte. Yeah. And then he went to uh, WCW as the amazing French Canadians for a while. And uh, he's and so he old, he's holding himself together. When he tapes his wrist, he does it with duct tape. Mm-hmm. 
If, if, uh, I, if I'm sending Jay Lethal to retirement, I'm sending PCO to retirement. I, I'm sending him to retirement just because, unlike Jay Lethal, I mean, uh, PCO's 53, but he's he's led a rough 53 years on that yes, body. Um, whereas Jay Lethal, for the most part, his wrestling has been relatively safe on his body. So that's the only But PCO deserves to relax. Um, maybe maybe we do a a um an NFL sort of thing where he signs a one day contract with WWE and then retires as a legend. That's fair. And, and inducted to... by Brett. That's fine. Yeah, he had, a, he had a good feud with Brett. So yeah. So PJ Black. The gimmick is is very very or very very impact. Yeah. Um, well, the wrestling is a dubs. Yeah, I've I've been a fan of the Darewolf since again, time in in Lucha Underground and watched him in Ring of Honor and all that stuff. Um, you want to send him back to Lucha? Uh, Lucha Underground, Azteca Underground, in a weird holding pattern right now so so no i've been just a fan of his i the my worry is i haven't seen him recently so i don't know whether he can still go to the level that aw would require him to he might be able to i don't know i don't know um so i'm gonna say impact with with a short-term contract and the potential for him to go someplace else later okay ray horace Ray Horse, wherever Bindi go. Yeah, wherever the other ones was probably AW, right? Yeah. Uh, I don't know anything about Rhett Titus. I'm clicking in. Uh, 227 pounds. He's bigger than he looks. 2018, we haven't seen much of him. Um, he tagged with Kenny King. I think NXT Developmental. Yeah. Or Evolve. We'll put him in Evolve. We haven't done Evolve yet. There we go. Roxy. Roxy AEW Women's AEW. Division. Boom. Yep. AEW. Done. Simple. I think we both agreed on that. Um, one we're, we're gonna have another one coming up here shortly. So uh Roosh, AEW. I'm, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be a douche flute and say Rush. Just because yeah. I know it pisses you off. Roosh, yeah, AEW. AEW. Uh Session Moth Martina. AEW Women's Division. AEW. Um she she can go there as she needs the job to support her 17 children. That's that's literally uh, her gimmick when she enters. I, they they I mention her or all her children. Um, Shane Taylor. He's he his gimmick is Shane Taylor Productions, and I'm trying to remember who all is in that with him. Um, and whether that's something that we need to. Included, uh, he was the enforcer of action that included Kenny King, Red Titus, and uh, Moses Shane Taylor. Yeah, but he's currently the six man tag champions, um, with Shane Taylor promotions teammates Moses and Khan. Did we do Moses already? We I, Moses did. and Khan, we both sent to uh, no, Khan, we sent to GCW, yeah, mm. CCW. Uh, I'll send him with Moses to, to Impact, yeah, that's fine. That works. Makes sense to me. Uh, Silas, Silas Young. Young. 
God. He's been around for a while. Oh, I okay. um Yeah, I recognize him. He was uh You know what I I it's never going to happen. I would love to see Sil- Silas Young and Tommaso Ciampa tag team. Uh but I'm not going to send Silas Young to NXT cuz there's no way they're going to take him. He's too old. Too old. So um, we're gonna put him in NWA. That's fine. I like that NWA. Slex. Mm, don't know enough about him, but he's got a NXT look. So I'm gonna say he's got a uh, NWA style though, because he's only 194 pounds, mm, and true. pro debuted in 2003. Um, yeah. He is 34. Oh, yeah, but that, no, but that rules him out from NXT. So, yeah. NWA. Um, and NWA. I, I can't. Uh, 194 can't pounds. Maybe, maybe if they need an X Division, another voice on the X Division. Possibly, yeah. Maybe. Well, I mean, we just can't ruin that pretty face in CZW or, no, or no. GCW. So. Sumisaki, AEW. I'm going to say Impact Women's Division for her. Fair enough. But You're wrong. I'm saving. I'm saving my AEW one for Trisha Dora. Okay, Tracy Williams. I know nothing about this dude. I don't know. It's Survival of the Fittest, 2018. He had a good showing there. Hmm. CZ Dub. No, GC his, Dub. His victories though, before coming to ROH, includes a victory over Jeff Cobb. Kyle O'Reilly, Cole Cabana, Chris Hero, and ACH. I'm going to say... I'm, I'm saying AEW Dark. And maybe. Oh. All right, Trisha Dora. A-dubs. Boom. A-dubs. No, no. I would agree. I would wholeheartedly agree. Um, Vincent. CCW. Yeah, probably. I don't know. One of those. CCW or GCW. Either one. Will Ferrara, I don't know much about. Uh, 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 178 pounds. It says not about the size of the dog in the fight. Doesn't apply to this dog. D-A-W-G. Um, Jobber on 205 Live. He has beat Beer City Bruiser and Joey, Joey Daddy Diego. Daddy Diego. Diego. There we go. Daddy Diego. It uh, fell to Donovan Dijak in the final at the 2015 Top Prospect Tournament. So he was a finalist with Dijak. Yeah. So X Division. I'll put him there. Move him up from Jobber. He was a tag team with Cheeseburger. Yeah. Who's the next one? World famous CB. <laughs> you, you're, not, that, that's, you're just going to throw him away. After I read his credentials, you're like, world famous CB. Oh. I don't Again, one I don't know. Oh, I famous. Oh, this che- is cheeseburger. It's cheeseburger. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but okay. I, 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 I don't know if he had to to change his name or and gimmick for trademark purposes. I don't know. You know, um, or if cheeseburger was just too much of a gimmicky thing it or whatever. Says but his, his he's he's is formerly known as cheeseburger. He has reinvented himself as world famous CB. 
and is out to prove that he's a serious competitor and not just a novelty act. Yeah. And that's that's fine and everything. He's like 160 pounds soaking wet. Um <laughs> they, they they actually have him listed at 135 pounds. I really believe that he's entertaining enough though, if he goes back to being cheeseburger, um, that AEW has him written all over it. Um he could he could form a tag team with Marco Stunt. Just, just get thrown a, around. A boy, a littler boy, and his dinosaur. Yeah, yeah that's boy, it. he'll be the replacement. Smaller boy, and an even smaller boy. Yeah. And their dinosaur. Well, let's be honest. Jungle Boy is eventually going to go off to singles. Yeah. So, yeah, so just be... Cheeseburger can be the replacement. A dinosaur in his, in his meal, in his lunch. Fortunately, I'm a vegetarian. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's... Now, I, I know for a fact that um, listeners out there who are Ring of Honor fans are probably um, infuriated with this list. Fuming with. Yeah. yeah, we don't get to watch as much as we would like. We do know some of the stuff about some of the wrestlers. Yeah. We don't know nearly enough about them. So, so blame the person on the screen. Yeah, blame me. <laughs> blame me. Yes. Let's that actually didn't take as long flow as through you. Um, yeah, it didn't take quite as long, but that's fine. Got um, it. Sorry, killing bugs. Killing bugs. But anyway, yeah. so, so, um, so yeah. yeah, so my challenge is going to be a lot stupider. Just, again, <laughs> well. You didn't I didn't want to re-roster yet. Right? I didn't want to re-roster necessarily way. for a couple reasons, but on top of it, it's 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 what I've done so often is where would you put this person? Um, and so instead, I'm going to do well. Where would you put this person? Um, I was inspired by the fact that uh, this particular person tweeted out earlier today. A hint. Uh, Are we going to Murphy again? Matthews. Nope, I am not doing Matthews or Murphy because I'm tired of his hints. Um, But, and I'm trying to find it here, and maybe maybe I missed it already, but. But no, uh, Adam Scher, a.k.a. Braun Strowman, uh, apparently tweeted out something hinting that he's going to AEW. Yeah, but he's hinted at two other promotions, too. He has, again. But this was today. So, um, in the grand scheme of things, what it comes down to is... He's playing the market. uh, Yeah. He's playing the market and all this stuff, but for today's challenge for you is I want you to book Braun Strowman's first feud in AEW through their first pay-per-view. Well, done. Braun Strowman will not go to AEW. Nope. Has to go to AEW. Nope. Nope. Adam Scher might, but Braun Strowman no. will not go to well, AEW. Well, Titan. The, he, he, Titan, yes. Titan is apparently the name he's chosen to go by, which I do think is funny because that's... uh. 
that's what uh, the name of WWE's official corporation oh, is. Yeah. Um, Titan Industries. So Ooh. that easily could be a little dig there. Also, he's gigantic. Yes, he is also very big. Very, very big. Um, very, very, very big. Anyway, um, so Adam Scher in AEW, his first feud. Mm-hmm. Wardlow leaves MJF. Beats on MJF. Adam Scher is the new bodyguard. Okay. Leading to an Adam Scher versus Wordlow feud at Full Gear is the next one, right? Uh, Full Gear is the next one, but it's only a few weeks away. So. so that's where the turn occurs. Where Wordlow turns on MJF. MJF still thinks he has everything in order. Um, Adam Scher shows up at the one after that would be Double or Nothing. Correct? Incorrect? Uh, No, Revolution Revolution. in January. Yep. So at Revolution, that's when uh, Adam Scher comes out and um, just decimates Wordlow um, after a, a ref bump. And then MJF gets the win over Wordlow. And now it's Wardlow versus Adam Share. Um, feud building to double or nothing. Okay. Simple. Yeah. <laughs> so I said, I'm gonna be boring. Uh because the real the real answer is uh don't do it. Don't. <laughs> yeah. I mean that's that's as that's as good as you're gonna get. And that's mm-hmm. not that great. Yeah. Uh, we've said it before. AW doesn't have a spot for bigger than Adam Schneider right now. <laughs> Just doesn't really have a spot for him. And well, the, the, the problem is he, he, has to be, he has to be willing to take the falls to little yeah. guys. Well, that's it. It's, it's been on purpose. AW has been designed from day one to not be. The home of the giants, right? Correct. And uh they don't have any giants there for him to fight. He'd have better luck going to impact and being able to at least some moose. Moose and, and Willie Mac isn't tall, but he's big. Yeah, Willie Mac, yeah, you know. A little harder to throw around at least. M. M. Morrissey. Yeah. W. Morrissey. Yeah. Yeah. W. M. Morrissey. Yeah, W. Morrissey. Anyways. Um, but yeah, that's, I mean, in the end, like I said, that's, uh, and that's, you don't do it. You just don't. I mean, I don't want him on the show. Adam Share to aid or to ROH confirmed. <laughs> it's actually why they let go of their entire roster so that Adam Share can 
<laughs> we need to like both everyone so we have enough room for one. Protect me. God. The JLB. I, <clears throat> I will not be there tonight, but I don't want to miss a fancy booking. Why would I want to miss you guys book something that I'm going to give you? So. Although I will not be there live in person, I will still be there in spirit. And if you choose to, or if you will, guys, I would like you to rebook or do my fantasy booking on Jericho's debut in the WWF. So you're going to rebook basically how he comes in you can rebook you can book his first run if you would like but how he comes in so he doesn't do the whole y2k thing he doesn't interrupt uh the rock if you don't want it to although that was amazing but you're booking it wwe bought wcw or i guess jericho left wcw technically and uh, obviously, in WCW, he was the Lionheart and so on. He still had the gift of gab, but they just weren't doing anything with him due to the whole NWO fiasco and whatnot. So, guys, if you want, I would like you to rebook or fantasy book Jericho's debut in WWFE, whatever you would like. How would you do it? What you would change? What kind of character would you give him? Be different. Be creative. And uh, go. No. Yeah, no. <laughs> no. No. You're asking us to rebook one of the best debuts in history. Yeah, literally, it's one of the most perfect things. I, I, meant, I was planning on giving that like an intro and everything. But uh, Street Art apparently just starts it playing as soon as you, you add it. So, um, so there you go. Um, but yeah, no, you don't. You just don't. That's the, the grand scheme of things. Yeah. Who the fuck is this? Yeah, who the let's, fuck is let's... this? What, no. what was that? No. No. Uh, JLB sent that yesterday when yesterday. he was going to be missing it. And... Um, so uh, he he was insisting that we would do it um, in the grand scheme of things. No, I like how how could we make it better? You can't. He he debuted against the top star in the entire there, there company. Was there was two. Well, yeah, but at the time, the top two, star, all time legends. Yeah, yeah, and but, and, and debuted in. In a promo directly with him, interrupting him, yeah, positioned him yeah. immediately as a top star. Like, what? What do I do? Oh, I would have him debut against Stone Cold Steve Austin. And, it would have worked uh, though the way it did with The Rock. Uh, like. And um, Stone Cold would flip him off and then give him a stunner. And yeah, I d- I don't see a way that. It's literally, if you name the 10 things, like, and, and I don't know that, that what culture or anybody's ever done this list, but the 10 things WWE's done the most right, this is a top two, top three. Yeah, I just... I mean, 
There was the Hogan slam of Andre. That was a most right moment. Um, I, Jericho's debut might be number one, number two. Brian Hogan I, slamming Andre. I, I would bet hard money if you uh, just go to YouTube or Google and you search for best debut. Wrestling debut. And WWE. Best debut, WWE. Um, 10 greatest WWE debuts ranked by Sportster, right? Um, number so 10. CM Punk's return is going to be on there. Is that, or that's not a debut? Uh, that's not a debut, right? So AJ right. Styles' debut. Okay, right? that's that's the that's the Royal Rumble. Yeah. Got that. Yep. Ronda Rousey's debut. This is number nine. I her debut. I'm I'm not a fan of Ronda Rousey in there, but I, well, I'll be honest. Like her debut, uh, especially her coming out to uh, similar to Roddy Piper. Uh, yeah, you know. Uh, Goldberg's WWE debut because yeah. he, you know, uh, John Cena's debut number seven. I get that actually. I I, I, I I get it, but at the same point, I I I understand the frustration with it also because it's not who he, we see John Cena as. Well, he came out and he lost. Um, and and frankly, when he came out and lost as the prototype, John Cena, uh, he wasn't being set up to be a star, no. right? He was just being fed. However, um, it was get, memorable. Right? Uh, Big Show's WWE debut at number That's six. Pretty solid. Mm-hmm. Uh, Undertaker's uh, debut. W- um, they have Sting's Kane. debut in number four. Okay. Kane's got to be in here pretty quick. Um, Rascals, number three. That was okay. when you had Saturn, Eddie Guerrero, uh, Chris Benoit, and Dean Malenko sitting in the front row. Kane, number two. That's Chris Jericho, number one. Yeah. Right? Yeah, it's just and, like and that was just it's the first literally one. the most perfect thing they've ever done. Mm-hmm. The next one, I, I'm not even going to click on it. Right, it's a Bleacher Report article, and the headline was "Ranking Chris Jericho and the Greatest Debuts in Wrestling." <laughs> he gets headline billing on this one because yeah. it was the greatest debut in wrestling. Huh? Yeah, the only and and they're right. The only ones that are close. Or, oh my God, who's that? The Undertaker. And, oh my God, who's that? Kane. Here's, here's Sports Kita. Five greatest debuts in WWE history. Right? It's going to be a stupid slideshow. I hate slideshow. Uh, Goldberg, number five. Finn Balor's main roster debut. That was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. I'll give him that. That's pretty cool. So, so they have that at number five. Four. Ronda Rousey number three. Shield would be a big one, right? Yeah. They have Chris Jericho at number two, um, which would put Kane at number one. And I, I can I can see that. That because Kane actually ripped the the door off the first. Well, one. and Kane's Kane's debut was um, 
lighting foretold. was fire. Yeah, and it was foretold. It was it was a big yeah. thing. So Jericho um, was also a surprise. We we didn't. Yes, we had some stuff. We had the countdown, but we didn't know what it was to. I mean, yeah, you know, the, Jericho actually talks about it in in his uh, his uh, podcast with with uh, Broken Skull session with uh, with Stone Cold. It says he had no clue how any fans had Jericho signs ready. Like it just mind boggled them him that there were people with signs because it wasn't today's day and age when when you know we kind of know beforehand who's coming. So, uh, what culture has uh, number one is Kane, number two Chris Jericho, right? Again, like you said. Can't can't argue really with that, but again, I can't, I can't because Kane. I mean, Kane wasn't what Jericho was. <laughs> yeah, uh, let's let's check Wrestle Talks list. Do, do, do. I hate fucking slideshows. Say, well, then don't fuck them then. But I'm Ching. Uh... Which one are you checking right now? Uh, Wrestle Talks. Wrestle Talk number one is Chris Jericho. Yeah. I have to jump through hoops to get to their number one because it's a stupid slideshow. And number two was Kane. So uh, I think uh, we can easily point out that the top two is almost always going to be Kane and Jericho. Yeah, I mean, even if you add other promotions, I don't know that you have uh, maybe Moxley in in AEW. Um Adam Adam Cole in AEW. Is, Adam is Cole in AEW would be a pretty big one, yeah. Um we knew we knew Punk was coming, so that reduces it. It was I was jacked. Don't get me wrong. Like I was pumped. Um but even Matt Matt Hardy in AEW doesn't do it. Um no. Moxley is pretty close. I, Moxley would be up there, especially since it happened at a pay-per-view as a I surprise I, very I, shortly after he left WWE. Because, yeah. Um, because because Adam Coles was so big and we didn't see that one coming, um, Daniel Bryan, or Brian Danielson's was less, unfortunately. But... Well, the the but it was also is, huge because it was the same night. So like, yeah. what? It was the same. It was five minutes later. Yeah. Um, so I mean, it was, in fact, I I would even argue that's the that only way they, you beat Jericho's debut is with two guys like that. Yeah. Well, I I would argue that they count as one debut. Yeah. Right. Yeah, it's that's not the two only separate debut debuts. It. It's one day. It's a double debut. Yeah. And double. It's a heel and a face debut. Mm-hmm. So it actually debuts two people that that aren't like a tag team. So yeah, like that's the only debut in history that goes up against Jericho's, and I don't know that it's better. So, that countdown was gold. I was like, what so, the hell? So the good news is because JLB uh, is not, not here tonight, here. he can't force us to do it. He can't force us to do it. So fuck you, JLB. We're done. 
Yeah, the, the bottom line is he's wrong. There's there's no way to do that better. No. Not anything we do would be a downgrade from what it was, right? This is why we're pissed off at the WWE product today because they don't do that shit anymore. Yeah. We we could have booked it that he debuted in front of Stone Cold and walked out into the arena and gave every single fan a hundred dollar bill, and I still would say it's not as good of a debut. As... There's there's significant value with the a talker the level of Jericho interrupting a talker the level of Rock. Mm-hmm. I agreed. I don't know what else you can say. But. Um, and again, the only the only one I would ever put up against that is literally a two person debut. Um, CM Punk's is is probably right behind Kane, realistically. CM Punk's AEW, yeah, or yeah, yeah. It was I, it was it was bigger pop. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, but yeah, but the thing with CM Punk is we knew it was coming. It yeah, it well, it was the worst kept secret in wrestling because on purpose, right? It's it's been admitted by Tony Khan. Um that uh that he wanted it to be a surprise. Um but uh TBS or TNT wanted it to be pre-announced because how 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 do you sell the the debut now how do you sell that episode if you can't advertise that there's going to be a, this debut at it um and so the the solution they came to and i point out that we talked about this and i said on that episode that i was 90 percent certain that this was three episodes what, in a row at this big arena <laughs> yeah let's yeah you know, let's put three episodes in a row at this big arena in chicago let's make and to, i was like tony khan did this on purpose it's 100 percent I, I said beforehand, CM Punk showing up at this. There's no way he does this without. There's no way he drops all these hints. And so uh, Tony Khan uh, flat out said in an interview, I wish I, I should have bookmarked it, but said, you know, so I went to Darby and I gave him this thing. And I said, listen, you, in your promo, you say, I, I, I don't care who wants to show up. I don't care if you think you're the best in the world, right? To make this, the, just drop this hint so obvious that I can still say, it was a surprise because we didn't announce it, but it's the worst kept secret in wrestling. Everyone knows it's coming. And that's what he did. And it was brilliant because, yeah, he sold out the arena, 20,000 seat arena, on the rumor that CM Punk was going to be there. Right? Um, yeah. I, I would also point out you know there's there's a lot of talk in in uh, wrestling right now especially coming from one Eric Bischoff about Tony Khan's talking and all of this stuff and how he doesn't think uh, AEW is competing truly uh, and that Tony Khan should shut up and just just compete. Um, I will point out he, he's right. Tony Khan isn't head to head competing uh, for for a. Uh, a time slot on a regular basis, right? He's right there. Uh, but he is head-to-head competing in arenas. And he is kicking WWE's ass yep. in ticket sales at the same arenas. There are multiple events that are being WWE held and then followed well, up a few weeks later by AEW held. Younger and, people like to go to events. Older younger people, people like to go to like events to and, and 
and AEW skews younger. Yes. Um, AEW is also more exciting right now and all this stuff. AEW ticket prices are lower. And that's an important thing to, to bring up, right? When you have to pay $150 for a decent ticket to a WWE event, and then uh, two weeks later at the same arena, you can pay 50 bucks for the same ticket to an AEW event. Well, yeah, you're going to sell more tickets that way. And but, oddly enough, that event makes more money because three times as many people show up. Exactly. And they sell three times as many concessions. Yeah, more t-shirts. More. Get merch. sessions, more merch, more, more, all of this stuff, more parking. If it's a paid parking, you know, situation. Yep. Um, but that's the deal. Is in, in the end, yes, AEW is not directly competing on TV with WWE. They are competing in the market, and they are winning in every competition that they do. And you can argue back and forth about ratings, and everything, and I even. Uh, the other day on uh, WBU, because you weren't here for it. Uh, yeah, I was uh, sick, sorry. Me- mentioned, well, you had a sick kid, I think, too. So, um, uh, And it's fine. But I mentioned um, that I am going to try to not talk about ratings as much on this show, on our shows, because I do think, and I've said it before, and then I fell back into the habit. I think as fans, we get hung up on ratings, and in the end, ratings don't matter to the fans. Ratings only matter to the networks and advertisers. And that's it. Well, are, are they are they a indicator of something? Yeah, in the grand scheme of things, yeah. But but as a species, though, we're we're creatures of habit. We are, and so amongst those habits are tuning in on Monday night. And that's and what I said. That to to I said there will always be about a million people who tune in on Monday night because they've had thirty years. Of tuning in on Monday, Monday night. night. You yeah. know, uh, that's just what they do. They come and they used to work. use last channel view left and right mm-hmm. at the beginning of tuning in on Monday night. Yeah. But they tune in, they, they come home from work. You know, they used to come home from college and turn on WWF on Monday Night Raw. And then they got a little bit older and they started doing it um, after work at Taco Bell or whatever. And now they come home from there insurance job and tune on wwe monday night raw it's their creature of habit and that's going to be something that uh frankly wcw never had to fight with because wwe hadn't had the time to build that up to full habit for people and they still people there were still people who were wwe people died died in the wool and wouldn't always only watch wwe that's that's always going to happen and that's why I say there's about a million people who will probably always watch WWE Raw on Monday night, regardless, right? So um, Tony Khan putting putting someone up, putting a show up directly against WWE Raw at this venture is not a good business decision, and it's it's the wisest for him to not. But that does not mean he's still not competing, right? Because again, this is something that that Eric Bischoff is not not taking into consideration. Yes, AEW is not directly competing with WWE for a they're not they're right not now. competing with WWE in WWE's primary arena. No, um, they are they, competing with WWE in primaries in, in WWE's revenue arena, mm-hmm. which is the merch, which is the the pay per view income. And and in the end, 
Um, I, I'll point out again, and I pointed out the last time we talked about this. Everything Tony Khan said was answering uh, someone online or an interview, and it was responding to the direct moves made by WWE. Tony Khan very specifically chose to not put Rampage directly against SmackDown, right? Yep. He chose. So let's let the wrestlers, or yeah. let's let the fans. Come watch over wrestling. and watch afterwards. Yeah. yeah. Watch your wrestling. In fact, I, apparently Tony Khan has filed for a trademark for WYW. Watch your wrestling. Um, which means I can't make a shirt out of it. Uh, well, he's filed for the trademark. He didn't have yeah, it yet. Got it. Yeah, you're right. Um, <laughs> just start working on that right now. <laughs> uh, maybe we can get a few weeks of that out of it before he... Anyways. Um, but that's the deal. He very specifically chose, like, because here's the deal: 9 p.m. Central on on a Friday night is not the best time for wrestling. No, to watch. Friday. In fact, right? in fact, Friday nights are one of the worst nights. Friday nights in general. But if you know, if if you were to put something on Friday night, you put it right behind in, SmackDown. Well, or you, right you in would, front of it. Ideally, you'd want to put it in prime time. But there's already SmackDown. And he knew that, A, you put a TNT product up against a Fox product. You're always going to have yeah. the ratings disadvantage, right? But so you let's, let it ride the high. Let's say. ride the high. And that, that was his whole point. Have people at the end of SmackDown be like, well, let's keep watching wrestling. Let's turn over to TNT. Um, now, you know, I... Would Rampage maybe do better if they put it on Thursdays? Maybe. Do you think Wednesday, he could buy Thursday? ad space? Would Fox let him buy ad space? Um, Fox nationwide probably wouldn't. However, the way uh, broadcasters work is they also sell local ad space. So he could buy local Make ad space. Very coordinated local ad space. Yeah. Go out and yeah, just just with a with a, a a couple million dollars and just buy a spot and local ad space in every Fox market that he could, right? Just AEW Rampage immediately following on TNT. It might might be worth him doing. TK, hit us up. We'll give you that idea for free. Next week, it costs you. No. But if he'll come on the podcast, he can use it. We won't trademark it. Advertising in the competitor's product. That, that's already been known. <laughs> but that's the I, I still say AEW has, has 100% been competing with WWE. Just in a different category. In a different sort of category, and in, and frankly, in a much smarter way than Eric Bischoff. It's well, now, that wasn't Bischoff. That's really Turner that did that. Well, but uh, Bischoff, his whole comments are: you just need to directly compete. Just quit because famously, and you know, it worked for Eric Bischoff. But famously, the whole story was Ted Turner came to Eric Bischoff and said, "What what do you need to beat WWF?" And Eric Bischoff says, put me on directly opposite them. Put me on no, the first. Monday he said night. Hulk Hogan. 
Well, Hulk Hogan was the first one, but that was I'm talking about. This was a very specific conversation where Ted Turner said, "I want you to beat WWE. What do you need to beat WWE?" And he said, "Put me on Monday night." He originally said, "Just give me an hour on Monday night," and they gave him two eventually. So they gave um, him two to start. They gave him three. Yeah. He was the first to go to three hours. He was the first to go to three, but no. It, originally, the night plan for Nitro was one hour, but then before it went live, they had moved it up to two. Anyways, my point is, uh, but here's the: it's a different time period now, right? You didn't have 300 channels on Directv in yeah. 1996 cable. Right, playing playing respectfully is 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 also um, revered. Yeah, it is. But, yeah, but you you also you, you didn't have three hundred channels back then. You had maybe I think I think a a really rich cable company would maybe have ninety channels. I mean this this was the mid nineties. This wasn't too far off from Dire Straits' uh, fifty seven channels and nothing on, right? Um, it wasn't that far removed from that. So no. so the competition for time was not as drastic, number one. But number two, the market is different, right? Yeah. Um, because, A, we mentioned the about a million WWE fans that are going to watch Raw no matter what, right? WWE right now, uh, Raw last week did 1.6 million fans, right? So if 1 million of them are just the constant WWE fans, they're always going to be WWE fans. What does what does that do if you try to compete? You maybe get 6 million or 0. 0.6 million 600,000 fans, 600, fans to tune over, right? Um I think it's smarter for for Tony Khan to not directly compete with a with WWE yeah. right now. Um now eventually Maybe eventually, maybe, yeah. Maybe he, maybe, maybe people discover that Kenny Omega is the best wrestler in the world. You know, yeah. Um, but that—that's the deal. Is, is right now, you know, we talk about the casual fan. I think the casual fan's a myth. I think there's two types of fans. <laughs> well, there's three. There's uh, the diehard fans who, like I said, are not going to turn over to AEW because they're diehard WWE fans. You've got the um, not diehard fans, but the these are the closest to casual fans, um, but still watch WWE. They're just not as diehard into it. Those you might get. And then you've got lapsed fans. Lapsed fans are who AEW is really trying to appeal to, right? People they lost to the post-CM Punk era. Uh-huh. Yep. People who lost to the post-CM Punk era. People people who lost to the post-WCW era. Yeah. Um, and then I guess the fourth one is people who've never watched wrestling before. Yeah. And here's the deal is you're not going to get those fans directly going against WWE no matter what, right? Those fans, if they turn on TV and they see WWE wrestling on, um, right now they're just turning it off because they're not growing with that fan yeah, base. Yeah, what, what they see is, oh, this is that. Yeah. This um, it's the reason that some people don't talk that they're fans of wrestling in public. Mm-hmm. And that's why going on a Wednesday, a night that's not a traditional WWE day, allows them at least a chance to maybe catch those people with yep. a style of wrestling they don't see on WWE, yep. with a presentation that they don't see on WWE, 
Uh, and and that's where things like having, you know, I told you tonight's match, the main event match was a uh, four on four tag match with Kenny Omega, uh, the Young Bucks and Adam Cole versus the Dark Order, which was Evil Uno, Stu Grayson, um, Colt Cabana and uh, John Silver. And they all were in Halloween costumes, right? But unlike WWE, they didn't pitch this as the Halloween bash, whatever. They just were like it, they they're dressed up because it's these all goof, these goofballs all just came out dressed up like yeah, Halloween character. Yeah, the okay. the the elite all came dressed like uh, the Ghostbusters, complete with proton packs and and name tags and all this stuff, and then uh, followed by. Michael Nakazawa dressed as what was he dressed as? Sumo, I think. And um, uh, we thought Brandon Cutler dressed as the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man. Um, we thought. Um, and the Dark Order came out all in kind of mismatched costumes, but John Silver was a sexy Bambi. Um, specifically, I, I'm 99% certain it was a women's sexy Bambi costume that he was just wearing, um, which was really funny. Um, Colt Cabana came dressed as Brandon Cutler in the tracksuit with the cold spray. Um, and I think he even had like a face guard on. Um, uh, uh, Evil Uno was dressed as a cowboy. And he came out uh, with a, a two-part horse. So someone was the head, and then he was the rider on the back. And um, Stu Grayson was dressed as Kratos. And and a fairly decent Stu Kratos. Stu Grayson, yeah, is built uh, like Kratos. Unfortunately, it happened to be a day after uh, Tommaso Ciampa dressed as Kratos on NXT and absolutely killed it as Kratos. So uh, he looked like the dime store Kratos. <laughs> um, but it was a fun match. And I, I want to point out, spoiler alert, if you haven't watched it yet. Um, uh, towards the end, the uh, uh, there was a ref bump and then the Young Bucks took advantage. and uh, The elite, super elite started um, uh, low blowing all of the Dark Order members to try to get an advantage. And they uh did a a um tandem power bomb on i think Stu great no who was it cold cabana cold cabana on all of the proton packs stacked in the middle um and they were doing starting to do a beat down and uh then uh from the back the front of the horse comes running in followed by um the rest of the dark order comes running in to try to try to even the odds and they get kind of beat back and um they pull the horse into the ring the elite pull the horse into the ring um assuming that it's hangman page but you can't see his face and they deliver the um bte trigger four-man bte trigger to to him uh in the middle of the ring and then they look around and say, see, we're going to show you this. We're going to take the mask off. And they take the mask off. And it's Brandon Cutler. 
with his mouth taped up. Um, and then the Stay Puff, a really brilliant camera work. I got to give a lot of credit to camera work. Nick Jackson, no, Matt Jackson is standing there uh, looking bewildered. Why is this Brandon Cutler? And the Stay Puff Marshmallow Man steps up behind him and removes the, the top of his, his head because it's a big inflatable thing. And it's Hangman Page. He was out there as the Stay Puff Marshmallow Man the whole time. And, and uh, he then destroys them and catches Kenny Omega out of the air directly into a buckshot, no, into a um, dead eye. Um, and then hits other people. And then they wake up the ref and the Dark Order gets a victory over the Elite. Um, it was a fun match, but it was crazy. And it was costumes and everything, but it wasn't presented as it's a Halloween you know, Matt. it wasn't. It wasn't presented like your your my nightmare fantasy bookings. Yeah, most times I did not do one for Halloween this year. You did not, and I'm proud of you. But Halloween's on beard love. Beard love. Beard love. Beard love. Yeah, see, you get some. Um, um, but Thanksgiving but so, it was, Yeah, it was, <laughs> but it was a fun thing, and and that's what AEW is hoping is that enough people flipping around see fun things like that, or things like Orange Cassidy, and they're like, "Wow, this is this is kind of crazy." He, he has his hand in his pockets and he's doing dives and a kip up and all of this stuff. Um, and they see these these new new people doing it. So, anyways, um, normally this is where we would play our AEW Ring of Honor Impact game, but like I mentioned earlier, it just doesn't seem right to play that game, especially since we kind of did that yeah, for your challenge to anyway. the entire ROH roster. Yeah. So um, I think this is where we'll close the book on the Fantasy Booking Institute. Um, make sure to like, share, and subscribe. I uh, had that up earlier, but uh, down below in the doobly-doos, you've got all of the places that you can listen to or watch this uh, podcast. If you joined us for the live stream on our Not Normal Day, um, thank you. If you're watching it later, uh, thank you again. Uh, we'd love to have you click that little thumbs up button or, or the little button that says subscribe. And if you're on YouTube and you subscribe and then click that little notification button to say, uh, you click the bell and get notified when we go live. Cause we go live every week, twice a week, usually Sunday nights and Tuesday nights. This week was just odd. Um, this week came down to Ikea yeah. and I sinus infection. Yeah. Which you can probably we, still hear. I wish we had an Ikea near us here. <coughs> Don't you just order Ikea? Uh, you might be able to now. Ikea didn't used to deliver. Like, not outside of their market. They had local delivery trucks, but not outside. Uh, they may uh, deliver now, but their whole thing below was, before was, you had to go to the store to order, so... Maybe they've changed. I don't know. But Ikea's are, if you've never been to an Ikea, it's a fucking experience to go to an Ikea. You almost have to plan a day. It's like going to Henry Dorley Zoo. You plan a trip to Ikea. Um, Oh, I I see it. I see it on your shoulder. And now it's gone. Um, Other shoulder. But it's gone now. You had a bug on you. It's right here. Yeah, right there. Um, anyways, but we don't have an Ikea here. 
we almost bought a bed frame from Ikea once when we were in Denver, but we were on vacation and we weren't sure we had enough room in the car to bring the bed frame all the way home. That um, one's a fly, so it's a little little more stealthy. But, um, anyways, so so we'll be back on our regular schedule next week, we hope. Knock on wood or glass or whatever the fuck this desk is made out of. Um, but we were going to go ahead and close the book on this. Make sure to follow us. You can follow me at Raw and Order WBU, as you see right there on your screen. Well, it's, you yeah, hold on, hold on, hold on. No, it's fine. This is where they here, can see the whole thing. No, there. no, yeah, you, 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 you can put it back up. Put it back up. They can see back the whole up. thing. No, here's the deal. Um, fun fact: um, Streamyard uh, truncates it, but in the actual live stream, it's it shows. Really? I didn't realize that uh, until recently, but on the actual live stream, that shows wider. I don't know why our preview on StreamYard doesn't exactly match, um, but but I mean here here's the because I actually have the live stream up on the thing on the thing and it doesn't like my screen it shows the exact same number of Funko Pops so it's not like it shows a wider picture of me it's just the Detective Mark Smarks is smaller slightly maybe? smaller I don't know. But Don't you hate it shows. when it's smaller than you think it is? Yeah. Also, DFA. Yep, you can K-A-F-A. follow him. <laughs> you can follow JB at whatever the fuck JLB's uh, shit is. I'm not going to go through Well, I mean, thing. seriously, you're going to have us rebook one of the best moments in wrestling history. Yeah. Here, here's the deal. Go to um, at JLB420 on Twitter and just fucking say, are you fucking kidding me? Fuck off yeah. with that fucking fucky fuck. Hashtag fuck. JLB's a whore. Yes. Dumbest fucking challenge ever. Seriously, the dumbest. That's it's worse than give me a different Stone Cold. <coughs> that was worse than Stone Cold stays the ringmaster. I think I did that to you once. And that was bad. Yeah. That was bad. It was bad. Bad. Bad llama. Um, but yeah, make sure to um, follow us on the thing. You can follow me. Uh, the only thing I'm only place I'm not at raw and order WBU is actually Facebook, where we're at Pissant Podcast. Long, weird, stupid story about that, but that's what it is. One of these days, I'm gonna get used to knowing which way to, to go for shit, but I don't know. So, leading the opposite yeah. direction, know which way. Yeah. Um, you can also go to our merch store where you can get sweet ass shit like uh, that shirt there where you can get all your signatures on it or a Sasha Bear shirt or a Pissant Podcast hat or a shirt that says, who the fuck is this guy? Or Um, Squishy Pumpkin. No? I don't think we have any Squishy Pumpkins. Who the fuck is this? Or a shirt that says, I'm a fluffy tortilla because I put that up. I don't know if anyone wants that shirt, but I put it up. So if you want a shirt that says you're a fluffy tortilla. Was, was that even on the podcast? Or no? Yes. We we talked okay. about Taco Bell and uh, I mentioned a, a Chalupa and you said, well, Chalupa is not a taco. Like, yeah, it is. It's a fluffy tortilla. The Gordita. Gordita. Maybe it was a Gordita. I don't know. They're they're both still just fluffy tortillas. It's flatbread. One's, one's, just, bread. one's just a, a fried fluffy tortilla and one's a, a not fried fluffy tortilla. By the way, have you tried the new Cantina? Have not yet. Melt. We, Get it before it's gone, because you we, missed out on the chicken sandwich I taco. Did. I did. And it was we've, incredible. We've been on a no eating out budget for the last month or so. At God, can I send you a Taco Bell gift card? 
Um, and and it sucks. It sucks. Do you, um, do you want me to change your annual Christmas gift from uh, uh, membership to Peacock to? No. I mean, no. Do, you, do you really want to watch WWE pay per views? Uh, I I I gotta I gotta be honest. We use Peacock for a lot. Okay. <laughs> um, we one one of our you know, here we're gonna go off on a tangent. One of the famous Raw and Order tangents. Uh, one of our favorite TV shows is Absolute Pure Schlock. It's a reality show called Below Deck, and it's about uh the staff. It follows the staff of a luxury sailing yacht or luxury yacht. Um, charter yacht. Uh, so every episode is them getting ready for some rich fuckers to come on and pay way too much money for a four day cruise on a yacht. And the staff has to attend to their every daily need. And then they get their big tip at the end and then they go party. And it's, it's horrible. It's a, it's a 100% guilty pleasure. It's absolutely fascinating to watch. Um, you got this staff of uh, usually it's about three or four deckhands, three or four stews, a chef, and then the captain, right? So let's say uh, eight total staff members, right? And at the end of this four-day cruise, um, the guests leave and they hand the, the captain, they say, here, this is for you, a envelope with money in it. And it's usually like $20,000 in cash. And then that gets split evenly amongst the entire crew. Um, now, for me, that's half of the, the reason I watch this is just... The, the cruise itself is probably hundred dollars to $200,000 for the four night there. But just the idea that these people just fucking carry around $20,000 in cash and just, like, hand it, like, here, here. You guys were okay. I wish it was a little more here. Here's, here's two grand a piece for you eight people. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and so, so that's kind of how I got into it because uh, it was on TV where I work, and I was like fuck and i watched it um but you know as i learned more here's the deal is these charter workers they only usually work for about three months charter season is only usually about three months two to three months right in an area so they work for two to three months in one area then they travel to a different area so like it's the mediterranean then it's the caribbean and then it's um near australia or whatever i mean whatever the, the season is uh, but because they never stay in one place for more than six months, they are not subject to residency taxes in any locale. Which means oh. this, this two grand per charter tip or whatever that they get is non, non taxable. Is non taxable. It's just it's just money. They also, of course, earn some sort of a paycheck um, for it, you know. But in the end, right. Let's say, uh, you know, the, e let's say there's 10 charters in a season and each one of them gives you two grand, right? And so it's $20,000. In three months, you made $20,000 tax free. And then you go off to another place, you make another $20,000 tax free. And you go to another place, you make another $20,000 tax free. Uh, you go to another place, you made, so there you've just made $80,000 tax free 
Which um, is the equivalent of more like $150,000. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, you know, and again, that's that's not including there's just regular you know, salary. Best or, of luck financing um, it's almost impossible to prove. Well, I mean, yeah, you get the tax, the 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 tips you don't get. You've got your regular old uh, paycheck to finance. But, yeah, but here's the deal: chance to prove that. I mean, no chance to pay taxes on that to do that. Um, again, because you're not in any specific area, you st- you you get a paycheck. There's still income on it, but you're not a resident of that area, so you're not applicable to that. Areas sales to eight. Uh, here's here's the other thing to keep in mind with this during your time on charter, you don't have to pay for fucking shit. Your room and board is paid for, right? It's a little tiny cabin on a on a yacht, whatever. Your food is all paid for and provided by the yacht. Um, you you wear the clothes assigned by the yacht for the crew, so you don't have that. Um at the end of every charter, you get to go out and have fun, you know, or whatever. So you pay a little bit of money for that. But so that $80,000 is effectively no expenses. Right. And it could be more, you know, because again, you've got your salary of whatever your job is. And if you're good at it, you move up to the higher jobs and, and all of this stuff. And, Eventually, you can be captain and get it, but but it's just it's it's schlocky but fascinating to watch to see what first of all what these people put up with from the rich fuckers who charter these things, um, you know, uh, just the demands we we need this sort of food. You know, the chef is always has to be a five star chef to cook for these people, but has to be able to fit their dietary needs um and then well, and, and what happens if they randomly change their like i don't want that tonight well you, you said you wanted halibut on thursday night yeah you know, it, it, in the end well they, they might do that they they uh submit a prep sheet before the charter that says these are the things that we don't want to see these are the things that we definitely do want on whenever but yeah things can change um, there, there was, there have been multiple times where vegan cruise. I want a steak tonight. What? Yeah. This is a vegan cruise. Yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately, they would probably have steak and provisions, but, uh, but there, there have been times they've been anchored near, near a, a city. The, the five people, uh, guests went in to have, have a time at a bar, a nightclub or whatever, and give a call back and say, Hey, we're bringing back 20 guests. To party on the yacht. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, yeah, let's do this, you know, whatever. And then they just have to fucking do it. So, anyways, uh, but that's on Peacock and it's actually on early access Peacock. So we get to watch next week's episode this week. Mm-hmm. So, so, uh, we, but here's the deal there's below deck, there's below deck Mediterranean, there's below deck sailing yacht. So, there's three different seasons of below deck. Uh, to rotate through. So we need Peacock to keep up on our below deck shit. Um, okay. So, yeah. Unfortunately. So, talk about good parties. Maybe for your birthday. By the way, I'm going to do it. Nope. I'm nope. not saying nope. what day it is. Nope. Nope. It I don't have a birthday. Up. 
I don't have a birthday. It's coming up, I don't so have I one. just wanted to say. Don't have one. Happy, happy birthday from nope. Ron nope. or to you. Nope. 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 So I can party too. <laughs> I don't have a birthday. I don't have one at all. Happy birthday, man. I, I, I have, will forget. I will forget I, the day of it. I have a day that marks the anniversary of the day that I was born, and I do not celebrate it. Yes, I know. It's the same day as the anniversary of the day my sister was born, um, only a few years later than my sister was. So um, I'm still going to say, happy, happy birthday. <laughs> I can't believe I almost forgot that. But, um, but hey, anyway. it could be worse. I could do it the day after. Nah, no. No? Okay. No, we won't. We won't. But now people are going, is it Monday? Is it Saturday? Anywho. It's exciting. Getting older is awesome. No, it is not. It is one hundred percent not. Oh. So but so, anyways, make sure to follow us on the social medias. You can give us a like, share, and subscribe. You can give us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts or whatever podcast platform you use. Uh, just like the number of stars you will give your vacation if you ever make it to beautiful Turks and Caicos. Turks and Caicos, so fun. Mm-hmm. Um, they ACO don't... Bell Online... <laughs> Gift card. Anyways, um, you can find all the stuff our hey, merch store where you that. can get our stuff, um, our Patreon, all of that stuff in the doobly doos below. Doobly-doos. But on, on that note, we will go ahead and close the book on the Fantasy Booking Institute. Thank you all for listening. We will see you soon. Bye.